Buenos dias from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 6th of October, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. This week, everyone talked about Brazil's national presidential elections. President Alberto Fernandes congratulated Luis Inácio Lula da Silva after the former president finished in the first place in the first round of the neighboring country's election. However, Lula will have to face a runoff vote on the 30th of October against his far-right rival and current president, Jair Bolsonaro. Argentina's ruling party has a good relationship with Lula da Silva, and both the president and the VP were strong backers of his when he was arrested for corruption. As for the members of the opposition, many abstained from expressing a preference for a particular candidate, while others were vocal in their support for Bolsonaro. A provincial senator even shared a post with a video of the ex-U.S. President Donald Trump endorsing Bolsonaro's candidacy. The truth is, a lot is at stake with the Brazilian elections, including the environment. Under the current presidency, the average annual deforestation of the Amazon has risen by 75% compared to a decade prior. Naturally, this issue matters beyond Brazil, but with Bolsonaro pushing in the direction opposite of environmental protection, things were not looking bright. Speaking of environmental protection, the death of several whales in Patagonia has raised concern among scientists. In Peninsula Valdez, in the Chubut province that's famous, For being breeding ground for whales, 13 of them were found beached after dying in the water, with no signs of injuries or malnutrition. Authorities have started performing autopsies, but so far the official cause of death has not been confirmed. For the time being, scientists believe it could be related to algal blooms, which produce natural toxins that can be harmful to other beings living in the water. On a similar note, activists are expressing concern over Argentina's green hydrogen project. The Australian company Fortescue Future Industries plans to invest $8.5 billion in the project, which includes a huge wind park, power transmission lines, a hydrogen production plant, and port infrastructure. While this project is expected to create some 15,000 jobs, and offer a transition into sustainable energy, most of it will take place in the remote steppes of the Rio Negro province. Therefore, local activists say it could violate indigenous land rights, harm the natural environment, and endanger condors. The government says the land it has granted to Fortescue is owned by the state. On that note, at least 12 members of the Mapuche indigenous community were arrested in Visha Mascardi in the Rio Negro province. Following weekend demonstrations in the last couple of weeks, there had been arson attacks and protests against the occupation of the territory, a conflict that has been going on for at least a decade and has become recurrent in this town. Argentina's national security minister recently created a joint force, which consists of the Rio Negro provincial police, the federal police, the airport police, and the coast and border guards to oversee the area. The opposition, meanwhile, claims that the timid national government is yielding to the pressure of the Mapuche community 
calling the latter extremists. Another prevailing conflict is that of the tire manufacturers. On Friday the 30th, union workers finally lifted the strike after sealing a new wage deal with the tire production firms. The dispute, which stopped activity at several automotive firms, seemed to have been resolved with both parties agreeing on a 16% adjustment. The economy minister, Sergio Massa, had threatened to open tire imports if the conflict was not resolved quickly. Apparently, that won't be necessary as analysts expect production at Bridgestone, Fate, and Pirelli to get back underway shortly. Unfortunately, there's no end in sight for the school closure movements. As many as 20 public schools in Buenos Aires have been occupied by student-led sit-ins who are vocal about two main issues, the quality of school lunches and the relatively new requirement to engage in unpaid work experiences during the last year of school to graduate, which is seen as exploitative. The Buenos Aires City Education Minister, Soledad Acuña, issued a rebuke to the parents of participating students, warning them that they would be held financially responsible for the damage that the school property may suffer. This is not the first time she shows her willingness to criminalize these demonstrations. Speaking of kids, the INDEC, the National Statistics Bureau, released a new survey last week on child poverty. The study revealed that 5.5 million children in Argentina are living in poverty, which represents about 50% of the total number of kids under 14 years of age in the country. In total, the poverty rate remains above pre-pandemic levels at about 36%. While it has declined since 2020, its progress still lags behind economic recovery, including a lower unemployment rate and higher number of Argentines with formal payroll jobs. On that note, the pandemic also raised another rate, which is that of older citizens using the Internet. About half of Argentines over 75 admit to never using it, but many affirm that the pandemic had a positive effect on increasing the digital inclusion of the elderly. Back to the economic topic of economic growth, soy producers have sold more than 7.6 billion U.S. dollars in grains, boosting the central bank reserves. As you may recall, the economy minister had introduced a more favorable exchange rate to encourage producers to sell instead of waiting for better opportunity, which allowed an increase in sales to reach almost 14 million tons. The economy minister also unveiled a program to boost technology exports. What we know so far is that it will relax foreign exchange rules for tech companies and allow them to redirect the dollars brought in via exports and use them for investment projects. The restaurants of Buenos Aires City have also been getting a boost from a series of high-profile celebrities that recently visited the Argentine capital. Dua Lipa, Robert De Niro, Matt Damon, and Benedict Cumberbatch are some of the stars that were seen in the city's hotspots, like Elena, Nuestro Secreto Restaurante, El Preferido, and other cultural landmarks like the El Ateneo Bookshop and the neighborhood of San Telmo.
but perhaps the most talked about visit was that of actress Margot Robbie and model Cara Lavinia, who were surprised by a photographer leaving a restaurant in La Boca. As the man tried to take a photo of the stars, who were secretly visiting the country, two of their friends attacked him and he had to be treated for an exposed fracture of his elbow. Moving on to local celebrities, the famous footballer Gonzalo Higuain announced his retirement on Monday the 3rd. The 34-year-old striker, who played for teams like River Plate Juventus, Real Madrid, Napoli, and Argentina's national team, is looking to end his career on a high note. He is wrapping up a successful season at Inter Miami, but will retire as soon as the deal expires. In other news, Samantha Schweblin, an Argentine author, was nominated for the National Book Awards, which are a set of annual U.S. literary awards presented by the National Book Foundation. The nominated book is called Seven Empty Houses, which was recently translated into English and published by Riverhead Books. The winner will be announced on the 16th of November. One last thing before we go. Remember that next Sunday, the 16th of October, is Mother's Day in Argentina. As opposed to most countries where Mother's Day is celebrated in May or June, Argentina celebrates it on the third Sunday of October. Many think this is due to the fact that spring arrives later in the year in the Southern Hemisphere, but it's actually due to a very old Catholic tradition that used to take place in October, the Feast of the Maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Eventually, Argentinians began celebrating Mother's Day around the same date. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.